You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Simcox. And, uh, well, good morning, good afternoon, whenever it is that you're listening. Did not, did not, when I woke up this morning, expect to go this route, but uh, we're talking realignment today because earlier this afternoon, I'd say around three o'clock maybe, a report came out from the Houston Chronicle that stated Texas and Oklahoma were showing interest, had formally approached the SEC about joining and having SEC membership. It wasn't a whole lot more to that report than that. I mean, just the fact that the two sides were communicating. As is fashion, you know, OU denied it. Texas, well, they didn't really deny it. OU and Texas released cryptic statements that were essentially, we don't know what you're talking about, but if something comes up, we'll address it. Well, that quickly turned into what is now, I mean, not by any means a done deal. There's multiple steps that have to happen in this process, and we still haven't gotten confirmation from the actual sources. But Orange Bloods, uh, Jeff Ketchum and Anwar Richardson, two reporters there at the Texas Rivals Network, they came out with a report that said, hey, this is going down, and we expect it to take place next week or they expect Oklahoma and Texas to inform the Big 12 next week that we're going to be moving on at the end of this media rights deal in 2025. And Jason Whitley from WFAA, along with Joe Trahan from WFAA, reported uh, around 10 o'clock tonight, which is 30 minutes ago or so, because I'm recording this around 10.30. Breaking sources. After notifying the Big 12 conference early next week, Texas and Oklahoma will petition the SEC for membership. He also had in that same report uh, that they were going to send, you know, formal letter to the Big 12 early next week saying, hey, we're going to be moving on. We're not going to renew these media deals when they expire in 2025. So this is basically gone from just sort of a really juicy rumor to something that actually has some reporting behind it in the last few hours. Now, there's so many subplots to this. One is, if Texas and OU do decide to do this, the SEC has to grant them membership, and the way that's done is by a formal vote by all the institutions. Uh, My understanding from the reporting I've seen is that 11 of the 14 schools have to approve the individual schools will let them in. Kirk Bowles from the Austin American Statesman said earlier today that he has heard Texas A&M and Missouri would be a hard no on the Texas and OU expansion front. Ross Bork, the Texas A&M athletic director, was at SEC Media Days today, and he said on that subject, A&M wants to be the only SEC team in the state of Texas which has led to speculation that A&M leaked this story to make it more difficult for Texas and OU to get this done and to kind of just shine a spotlight on what's going on behind the scenes. Now, you might be listening to this and saying, we've, we've done this story before, right? 
back in 2012. Texas was going to go to the Pac-12 or the Pac-10 at that time. You know, A&M was going to leave, and they did. I mean, some of those things were true. But ultimately, UT stayed around. Oklahoma stayed around. And in that whole Knicks match, TCU, which was originally slated to go play in the Big East, ends up in the Big 12. And I think that's been great for TCU athletics, the school, the university. I feel like we can all agree with that. And the obvious question on the Lockdown Horn Frogs podcast is, if those two schools leave, what does that mean for TCU? I mean, I cannot see the Big 12. I don't even know what their options would be because, again, we're, we're going off limited information here. I don't see how the Big 12 could survive without Texas and OU. I mean, they could try to add some teams. You could add the, the uh, teams that have been rumored in Big 12 expansion in the past decade or so, which are Houston, Memphis, BYU, UCF has come up. I don't really know what the mutual interest would be in SMU. Their football program is having a nice little moment right now. But if you do that, I mean, you're basically creating a souped-up version of the American Conference. So I don't know how much of a factor that would be on the national landscape. Does the Big 12 try to join up with another conference, like the Big Ten or the Pac-12, and create a similar super conference to what the SEC is doing with potentially 16 teams all across the southeast into sort of the southwest. This is the first domino that's falling in what eventually could be the new college sports landscape with super conferences and I think very limited to maybe no affiliation with the NCAA. And where does TCU fall in on that? I don't know. I, I believe if... The Big 12 essentially dissolved. And the scenario for everyone was, good luck, go find what you can. Then I think TCU would be an attractive partner. I mean, the football program is, it needs to get to a higher level, but it's been very consistent over the past two decades. Baseball team is very good. Um... But, I mean, I say that, like, baseball and soccer, really good program. Men's tennis, really good program. Those are also sports that aren't necessarily driving the bus here. It's really football and men's basketball. And the CC men's basketball program, well, it's it's not super attractive right now. I, I hope that they can bounce back this year with the new look cast. It, it's pretty disappointing, however, at the moment. I want to take a break and then we'll come back to what does this mean for TCU and why I have some concerns about where they might fall in the national landscape. Before we do that, though, let me tell you about Rock Auto. Realignment's confusing. Uh, the story pops up every few years. And you know what else is confusing? At least to me. There's many of you listening that this is not confusing to you, but car maintenance can be confusing. 
is not something I know a lot about. I freely admit that on this podcast. That's why Rock Auto is a great resource for me because they let me know the exact part that I need for the make and model of my vehicle. And it's not just good for folks like me, but really anyone. People that, you know, do work on their cars frequently, mechanics. Rock Auto is a small family business, but it's run like a national chain with the service and the dependability you'll get, the quality of the product. However, they're still committed to that customer service on a one-on-one level. They have a drop-down menu. If you go to the website, I'd love for you to click that you heard about them on the Lockdown Podcast Network. RockAuto.com, amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Again, that's RockAuto.com. Okay, here we go. Segment two of Locked on Horn Frogs talking about realignment. So continue on the subject. Here's my big question for TCU. In the scenario that Texas and OU leave, the Big 12 essentially says, hey, we're not, we, we can't do this. We have to sort of break up. One of the big keys, I just think in general, when it comes to realignment and how this could all shake out if it goes through and we see the landscape start to shift is do you have a proactive athletic director, a proactive college president, basically leadership that is looking ahead and saying, Hey, we can't be the school or the athletic program that is caught watching everybody else make these moves and then saying, man, I really hope somebody will kind of bring us along with them. Or maybe, you know, when the dust all settles, there will be a spot for us. I'm not sure about Jeremiah Donati. And it's it's not an indictment on him so much as it is, from a personnel standpoint, he hasn't done a lot yet. There haven't been a lot of hirings and firings. You know, he, he made a hire at the baseball coach, uh, in the baseball program as the head baseball coach. He brought in Kirk Sarloos. And that could very well be a great hire. There's a lot of positivity around it. I think it was the right choice. But he was right there in the building. I mean, it it wasn't a scenario where you had to execute this wide, extensive coaching search and find the right fit for your program. That guy was sitting in the dugout, you know, down the way from the dude that just left. So I do have concerns about is TCU looking forward to and trying to look ahead to how how does this all move? Like what are the next chips that are going to fall? Where the next dominoes are going to fall into place? And how can we be ahead of the game in trying to lobby and position ourselves in a way that's going to allow us to potentially make a jump to another conference? Because as I said earlier, I mean, yeah, TCU, it's a a small private school, but it's a small private school that's growing, that I think has shown the ability to really expand its profile and expand its brand when it's on a bigger stage, on a bigger platform, has a, you know, football program that commands a lot of respect. Like there is, there are attractive qualities here about TCU that I think would be intriguing in a potential, you know, kind of open market for conference alignment. I just have concern about is the school, is the university really looking forward to what that looks like? And, I mean, from a competition standpoint, this really doesn't make a lot of sense for Texas and OU. UT is struggling in the Big 12, essentially. 
compared to their expectations, OU dominates this league, and now you're going to go to the SEC where it's just a complete dogfight. Also, you have playoff expansion coming, meaning that there's more of a chance to get in, especially if you can have a good season, not even finish first, maybe you finish second in a Big 12 conference that top to bottom is not as rigorous as the SEC. But this all comes back to money and prestige. And I remember a couple years ago, Bob Bowlesby at Big 12 Media Days. He was given his kind of opening statement. And he was very adamant about we're not going to expand. We feel really good about where we are. Uh, I remember he made the rounds. Like, he made his opening statement, and he made the rounds two different radio stations that were around and he stopped at our booth at the radio station I was working at at the time and he said the uh, the rumors of our demise were greatly exaggerated like he used that quote and he felt pretty good about himself and like smug Bob Bowlesby and that sounds silly now and there's a lot of jokes that you can make about it but I do remember thinking at the time you know what he might be right because it did feel like the league was really stable at that time. There was some exciting new young coaches. OU had broken through and made the playoffs. They hadn't won a game, but they had at least made it into the playoffs. The 10-team revenue share policy seemed to work well. It felt like the league was starting to build an identity and sort of get away from what it was for years, which was, you know... The narrative around the Big 12 was that they didn't play defense and it was soft. Uh, And I think that's actually kind of shifted in the past five years. But, again, you see the instability of this league. And you see that the two teams that are, I guess, considered the power brokers are ready to jump ship at a moment's notice. And there's that stability there in the SEC, with Greg Sankey, with the league that has established itself as the bully overseeing everyone else, it's just, it shows you how fragile these things can be. And I I don't know exactly what the timeline is, because if OU and Texas say, hey, we're, we're done in 2025, I don't know if the conference and the schools try to speed that up, because, I mean... You got to get these right media rights deals done. I understand that people want their money, but at the same time, what are we doing if we're just for four years pretending like there's not a breakup happening when there is? I hope TCU has been thinking about this for a while and this didn't completely catch them flat footed today. And they have some, you know, okay, if this happens, this is what we need to do. If this happens and this is what we need to do, they have some step by step processes. That will serve them well, but I have doubts about that as I sit here and record on July 22nd. We'll wrap things up. Before we do that, though, I do want to tell you about BetOnline.ag. I can't tell you the odds of Texas and OU leaving, but I know that BetOnline.ag has some great plays on Major League Baseball. Um, You know, it goes on every day. Lee Sterling gives you exactly what you need, the information you need to bet on those games. College football and the NFL will be here before you know it. Cowboys reported to training camp earlier this week. 
Jerry Jones gave the State of the Cowboys address. Hall of Fame games coming up soon. That season opener will be here in early September. Start looking at those NSL lines now and see if you can find some value. Again, that's betonline.ag. Lee Sterling for Paramount Sports. He's been doing it for a long time. He knows what he's doing. It'll lead you in the right direction. Betonline.ag. Give it a try today. That'll do it for Locked on Horn Frogs and what has become a really interesting week. We will follow the story closely as it unfolds. Uh, late into this week and then in the next week i'll be back on friday and then again if you missed it uh we're back on a monday through friday schedule so five days a week here on locked on horn frogs part of the locked on podcast network your team every day